come to me with a problem, but you have to present three different solutions to the problem, recommending one of them and the reason why. Don't get a Lambo now. Wait 10 years and you get 10 Lambos. Buckle up. It's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. So how different was that from going from talking to people about their financial assets and relatively, you know, a smaller subset of the general population that you can help versus being in this world of property and casualty where everybody's a potential client? Yeah, well, that's the thing is like everyone needs what we what we sell. So that helped. And then just from going from like seven years of the financial industry, there's a lot of like regulations and compliance you have to worry about. So when I came to where I am now, I was like, oh, you can't say that. And the guy that, you know, my father-in-law that hired me goes, no, it's no problem. Nobody looks at your emails. I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I didn't do anything bad. But, you know, in the financial industry, they realize like every word you say, they look at it. So that was a big change for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome that had to be an awesome change. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I love that you came in working as a sales agent, sales agent, right? Yeah. Or customer service or. Yeah. And sales then you, 100%. And I'm sure you moved up to manager prior to taking over the. Yeah. So I became a, you, I don't know, a key person at the company I'm with, which just makes you like eligible for the award trips and you see all the financials behind it. So. That was like probably six years ago. So I, I saw it for like three years before I actually bought the book, which helps. That's sure. super cool. I love that. What a unique perspective because I don't think a lot of people start from that angle. What did you learn as a sales agent and then going into more of like helping the agency and then taking over the book? What are some of the things that you learned along the way that really helped the next step with that? You know what it is? I think uh, I always I tell my people still like I'm, I'm not smart. <laughs> so like for me to teach people, I think it helped that I, I taught the talk and I walked the walk. I did their job for, I guess, pretty much like six years or five years, whatever. And uh, it just helps that I learned the systems by myself without anybody teaching me because I know the like little intricacies and stuff. So while it was definitely not fun while I was doing it, I think that probably helped with getting the agency started. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, right? Like there's there's many ways to run an agency. There's many ways to market. There's so which is what's so beautiful about this world is is you can do it many different ways. And to those agents, there's there's also agents that love to be the agent, right? Like to be entrenched in the day to day, doing quotes and doing these things. When yeah. did the light bulb turn on for you that there's some limitations to doing? Oh to running it that way. That's like, it's still, I loved my job as an LSP. I love selling. It's fun. Yeah. So I've known today I am totally disconnected from it. But if you would ask me last month, I'm still, I'm doing quotes. Not a lot. Uh, Like let my sales team do it. And then like at night when they're not working, I'll do a couple there. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the one, I guess, piece of advice I'd have to anybody coming into business is like you have to disconnect yourself, in my opinion. You don't do it when your staff isn't watching or if you can't help your staff when they're at home. Uh, if you want to keep it fresh, you know, work an hour or two at night sometimes if you really want to. 
But like, if you really want to train and develop your team, you got to disconnect yourself. Yeah. Opinion. Right. And connect yourself into the training, right? Rather than the... Yeah. The training and development, trying to make them the best they can be. Yeah. The, I love the, that. Yeah. That and then the market, which is part of the marketing, right? If they can sell well, you've now created clones of yourself and you're going to get a, a, a much higher multiple out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. It's very hard when you like, it like is. no, I can do it better. <laughs> right. Yeah. And sometimes we'll get wrapped around the, the notion of, of it needs to be done this way when at the end of the day, you know, there's many ways to do something. Right. And right. as long as you get the result and nobody gets hurt and it's legal and ethical, then who cares, right? If somebody else has a different way to do it, great. And yeah. that can be hard. How has that been to relinquish some of that control? Still hard. It's still hard. Yeah. But I know it's for the best in the long term. So I'm sticking to my guns. So why don't you give some examples of it being hard and how you navigated through that? Well, just like for actually it was just today, like one of my producers had like a little bit of a, a difficult client, one of my newer producers. And I just said, and he asked me to call the person. And I was like, it's like, if I call the person, I'm back in production and I am not getting back into production. <laughs> and, um, and I just stuck to my guns and said, well, this is how you can navigate this yourself uh, without mm -hmm. me having to talk to the client. And, you know, you just have to teach them uh, how to be, I guess, brave when they're not confident in what they're doing. Right. And as long as you could talk them through it, they'll get through it. And Love you're that. Your boss, so it's, uh, they have to listen to you. <laughs> right. Yes. I love that. I think everybody struggles with that, the being able to let go. And um, because often, right, it seems easier just to go, you know what, fine, I'll just call them. We'll get it. We'll knock it out. We'll just get it done with it. I don't need to do it. But then you just keep kicking that can down the road and they're going to, yeah, yeah. exactly. you encourage that behavior, right? Oh, this one was hard. And then this, then all of a sudden it's a payment. They don't feel like doing it. And now you're taking right. a payment. Right. Jason yep. has a really, really, really good strategy or we, I, where do we even get that? The three things. Uh, Martel. Gosh, I forget his name. Dan Martel. He had the, and I think he got it from somebody, but it's the come to me with a problem, but you have to present three different solutions to the problem, recommending one of them and the reason why. Ooh, Otherwise, you can't bring a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've brought it up on a couple of coffee talks. And I'll tell you, that is a significant game changer in any business, not just in agency, just just or even with your kids, you know, like you could do it yeah. with anybody. And all of a sudden, they come to you with a lot less problems. Because they start solving right. their problems <laughs> and it's phenomenal, right? They're yeah, like, oh so gosh, he's just going to ask me to come with three things, you know? So then they figure it out. It on a deep level too, because that's the surface level. Like obviously they're going to be better problem solvers, but beneath the surface, the reason why you do three is because out of three, there's got to be one that can work, right? And if they only bring one, then they might bring one that's just so off the like ridiculous. And then if you say no, then they don't feel good. Then they feel like well, I'm never going to bring this guy a solution again. Right. So it, the three really helps. And then the why the one would work better than the other just help, makes them critical think more. So I love it when he would. So I, yeah, I almost, I'm starting to get into the habit of anytime there's a problem it's like, well, what do you think we should do? It's like, yeah. who cares what I think? What I think doesn't matter. 
Right. Because I want to do it. Think about it this way. If that isn't the environment or the the way the things work in your agency or your business, how can you pull yourself out of that business and not worry that the place is going to burn down? Yeah. Right. If every time there's some issue, like the internet went out, what do I do? Right. I mean, well, come to me with three, three solutions, right? And obviously it's going to be call place and get it fixed, figure right. out what happened. Right. But I love to be able to pull completely out and not worry. Right. I mean, there's always that piece of you that's a little bit concerned because it's your baby. But, you know, are we truly business owners if we can't eject and at any time? Yeah. What are some other um, things or strategies that you've used going from the sales agent role into the management and successful agency owner role that really were some shifts for you that that helped? Yeah, you know, from a producer standpoint, I was coming in from like a training director management position at Equitable. So like I didn't really I didn't really understand when I started uh, where I was as a sales producer, like reinvesting your money and spending your money in the in the right places. So like in my mind, I was like, Yeah, I just gotta quote people, I just quote as many people as possible. And now as a business owner, I'm like, okay. Well, if my $5,000 is going to that zip code and it's only closing at 2%, like I need to shift my money to something that's working better. So that, you know, I use all different tools, like analyze which zip codes are closing. And that's definitely a change from when I was a producer because I was just like the wild, wild west when I was producing. Right. Right. That's a great tip because they don't see that, right? Our team doesn't see that. Sometimes it's a good idea to to tell the team what what you're doing and to let them know that you're really trying to help them in that way. But yeah, looking at it, the wishing and hoping strategy doesn't work well in sales. The the analyzing the data and just going straight off of data works a lot better. (laughs) Well, and especially in your state, right? And we know this because of, of with Teledudes, we've had a lot of people come in and then eject in New York because it's tougher, right? So instead of honing down on the data, because somebody's winning, right? There is somebody in New York that is selling insurance. Like you can't just say, oh, it's just tough here. It doesn't work. It's like, no, yeah. you just have to get a little bit more strategic yeah. and properly place the resources so that you can get a good return on that. And that's yeah. what I love. You've done that. And it, yeah. What's that? I mean, our premiums are huge. It's great. Yeah. I mean, sometimes Which, you got one car paying $3,500 every six months. You're like, whoa, all right. Well, there you go, right? And, if, and with it. that kind of premium, then you have a lot of wiggle room and you know, okay, well, I can spend up to whatever that brings in, right? From a cash flow standpoint. And you know that you'll have, uh, you'll still be profitable. I know New York's so difficult to compare with the the rest of the U.S. I just culture wise, I would say it's a very uh, like they're going to eat people alive. Like you take somebody <laughs> from Arkansas, bring put them in New York, and the New Yorker is going to eat the dude alive, right? Yeah, uh, kind yeah. of. Not not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, what have you done? I mean, because. I know you're running internet leads and you got telemarketers and and you're running agents. What are some strategies that you use that actually helps convert these internet leads that are brutal? Yeah, Yeah, they've always been brutal. And that's, that's honestly how I even started as LSP. I always worked them, but I guess shoot 10 years ago, 
they closed a lot higher. So it was like, oh, no big deal. Now it's like you really need to analyze it. And honestly, I uh, don't want to make you guys blush, but I listen to you guys and I do the tele-dudes. But I did it, but I did it wrong because I wasn't listening enough. Um, but then you actually go through the program and do everything you say to do, and it works. Your cost per quote goes down, and right away the business doesn't spike. Um, but if you have faith that your cost per quote is low enough and you're quoting up people in the right zip codes, like you know it's going to happen. You just got to stick to your guns. Yeah. That was a thousand percent unprompted. And thank you so much. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, but I think that, you know, Jason went through it. I went through it and it, it is tough, right? Because we're in this world of yeah. instant gratification and you're saying, well, I'm buying the lead and they wanted it right now. It's like, well, kind of, right? And there is that lag time. And how did you emotionally get through that? Like, how did you hang in there when it was... Like you're at that breaking point, like, oh man, this isn't working. I guess the same way as I navigate the stock market. <laughs> you know, like, Hold you know, on. You know, you know it's going to come. Right. You've got to be patient. Yeah. yeah. Totally. What are some of the things that like that you personally have doubled down on? Like what are your non-negotiable between you and your sales team that help you guys to win? Yeah. I mean, you got everybody on the team so far. Uh, has a positive mindset. If somebody doesn't have a positive mindset, it was very, if I'm, I'm a relatively nice person, I guess. And like, you know, firing <laughs> is, was never easy for me. So that's something that's having to say you're not a good fit quicker is uh, probably one of the smartest things you can do as a business yeah. owner because you can tell right off the bat if somebody's like complaining that the leads suck, then they suck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We know the leads suck. Come on. Right. right. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I literally had a conversation with my team this morning and at the very end of the conversation, these are dudes, so I can say this stuff. And I said, we're talking about, talking about winners and losers and like the difference between winners and losers and winners only worry about what they control. They don't worry about like the lead suck. This sucks. Complaining about this, because when you focus on those things, everything's going to continue to suck. But when you focus on like what you control and you just get better, that's what winners do. Yeah. And so we had this thing where it's like, don't be a B, right? So, <laughs> so we call everybody out. I said, you got to, yes, yes, <laughs> the baby. Yeah. Don't be a baby. We'll say that. And we said, you guys got to call each other out. Like if you see somebody complaining about leads, like call them out. Call them a B because here's the other thing is that when you do that, you're also, you better be pretty good if you're going to do that. Because if you're calling somebody else out and I said, that's the thing, if you want to win and then we went through everybody and I mean, most of them have kids and stuff like that and say, do you want your kid to think you're a winner or a loser? Because winners act a certain way and losers act a certain way. And if you're going to act like a loser, just know that that's what you're modeling your kid. And then your kids will be losers. Yep. Right. <laughs> it was harsh, but it was all dude. So it wasn't like we were like having fun with it. It wasn't, uh, I would never say that to a woman. I don't think that's appropriate, but I don't know. Maybe it is in some places. I don't know. How about Zim or Zer? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be all inclusive. Right. Well, I think all, yeah, no matter what you identify with. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Craig, you can identify as a Mr. Craig or 
Yes. Or Mr. Mr. Spring. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Eric. Right. Yes. Well, yes. So, Eric, what is the number one thing that you've learned across your journey that you would also give as your number one piece of advice for any agent in the agency to kickstart their agency or a new agent jumping in? Yeah, I mean, I'm kicking myself because I didn't do it when I started. <laughs> but I think if, if you have success, you shouldn't get too excited the first year because you have money that you've never seen before and then you put it towards stuff to you know, make you happy temporarily. And ultimately, that money could have been used to grow your team and marketing and stuff like that. So I think that first-year agents... Anybody's having success, like don't not saying don't spend money at all, but like you should calm down a little bit and yeah. reinvest some of that money that you made back in the business because that's ultimately what's going to help you long term. Right. Don't get a Lambo now. Wait ten years and you get ten Lambos. Exactly. <laughs> a fleet. <laughs> get your fleet of Lambos, one of each color. I'm still driving a Chevy Malibu. There you go. <laughs> one I love it. <laughs> Cool, well, Eric. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for jumping in with us. I know it was kind of short notice, and I know you're busy, so yes. really appreciate it. I think there's a lot of words of wisdom in there that that anybody uh, listening could could use. So thank you. Oh, you got it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate. Thank it. you. Great to have you, man. Um, and we'll see you at the Elite Dudes. All right. Okay. Love yes. See ya. Love All it. Right. See you guys. Bye. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100000 in premium yes. off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will – it's live – and it will show you the process, the entire process. Mm, Super awesome. Mm, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get yep. to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. I'm Greg, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure, live. I'm into it too. It's going to well, be awesome. And it's, a, it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content, and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator. Sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents, this is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's okay. 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219.
All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, all right.